Hello. What's up, everybody? Howie Spangler here. Tales from the Green Room, episode number 62. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day, evening, middle of the night, whatever it is, whenever you're listening. Um, It's beautiful outside. It's going to be like 75, almost 80 degrees today. The sun is out. Pumped, man. Pumped. So what's going on? What uh, what's what's going on? What's happening? Uh, what's happening? Oh my god, what's happening? Well, uh, right now, Ballyhoo's got three shows this weekend. Excited. Uh, Emerald Isle in uh, North Carolina, Salt Bar. That's Friday, to April twelfth. Uh, I have no idea. We haven't played Emerald Isle in probably like ten years, and it was a Jaeger fueled evening of people just sort of jumping on the instruments and I guess doing it the best we could um, I remember having a good time it was fun but uh, I don't know we'll see uh, if you're around the area please come hang out with us um, like I said it's been a long time and uh, we don't want to be alone you know we don't want to be lonely boys in a, in a new town uh, Saturday we're going to be at the Real Cafe in Wilmington North Carolina um, on the rooftop uh, so hoping for good weather and then on Sunday, we're going to be the Boathouse in Myrtle Beach. Always a good time there. I think we play at like 6 o'clock. 6 or 7. Um, so come hang out with that. With that. Uh, come hang out for that, I should say. Um, today, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, do a new segment called Mailbag. Um, I decided uh, I've, I've been getting some voicemails on the Anchor app. And... Uh, People ask me questions a lot on the uh, on the Instagram, and I kind of thought it would be cool to work them into the show, address them here. Um, so uh, that should be a lot of fun. Um, if you want to get in on the action, uh, get the Anchor app and uh, find the podcast, and uh, you can leave me a voicemail. Like just use your phone, just talking talking to your phone like normal, <clears throat> like you're on a call, and just ask me a question or, or you know whatever. Um, you can also hit me up on the DM on Instagram at Howie Spangler and ask me a question there, and I will try to address it on the show. Um, let's see. What else is uh, happening? Anything Anything exciting? Uh, you know, just more recording. New New Ballyhoo music coming. Uh, I had Nick over here yesterday doing some screams um, on one of the new tracks. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun, man. I think you guys are going to enjoy it when it comes out. Um think we have a song ready to be mixed for a hopeful release in may or june um like you know we said the whole mo here is just to just keep cranking out tunes there's no point in waiting around you know we're making we're making songs let's just get them out there you know there's no there are no rules people that's one of the best parts of having your own label we've got right coast records we created that label so we could do what we wanted. It doesn't matter, you know? <clears throat> so be on the lookout for new tunes very, very soon. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's get into it, shall we? Okay, okay. So, uh... Let's uh let's talk about mailbag, shall we? It's time for mailbag. It's time 
Yes, a brand new segment, everybody. Mailbag. It's where I address any questions, concerns you might have uh, for me about the music, about life. Um, I am not a psychiatrist, but I can be that for you if you'd like. <clears throat> Tell me about your mother. Tell me about your father. Um, okay, uh, let's see. First up, let's see. Uh, Shanae wants to ask a question. Where are we at here? Hi, Howie. This is Shanae from the Midnight Zone podcast on Anchor. I would like to know, from a podcaster to a podcaster, how did you get your the famous celebrities on your podcast, and how can I get the same on mine? Let me know so you can give me some tips on how to get well-known celebrities on my podcast. Shanae, thanks for the question. I hope your podcast is going well. Um, okay, so this is a, an industry question, huh? Um, all right, so how I get my guests for the podcast, um, really, uh, most of you know, if you, you follow the band, you kind of know the community that we're in, the genre and things. I, I, um, I tend to get uh, uh, singers or musicians for, <clears throat> from bands that I know. Um, <clears throat> sorry, to kind of clear my throat here. <clears throat> uh, and I, I, uh, so it's, it's a little easier because I've been doing this a long time and, and I just know these people and, um, from, from over the years and playing shows together and stuff. Um, but when I don't know someone, I mean, the best thing to do is just reach out, usually Instagram or try to send an email, try to find contact info. And, you know, you just, you be polite. Um, because these people don't know who I am. So, uh, I just, I usually say, Hey, what's going on? Uh, love what you're doing. Um, I think it'd be great if you'd be, if you could come on my podcast and you talk about, you know, your new project, whatever it is. Um, and just be nice, keep it short. Don't, don't ramble on, you know, and, uh, you know, it, they may, they might say yes and they might not, or they might not get back to you. Um, you just got to keep trying. You got to get out there and just, just, uh, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? So um, I just I just DM people and I see if they're interested. And uh, there's been a couple that I that I've been after that um, hasn't you know hasn't worked out yet. They haven't gotten back to me. Something maybe they're not seeing the the DMs or maybe they're just ignoring or whatever. But I'm gonna keep trying because you know I just I want to climb that tree, baby. Uh, one day I'm gonna get that Billy Joe Armstrong interview. One day. Um. So yeah, I hope that helps, Shanae. I hope your podcast is going really well. Uh, all right, uh, what else do we have here? Let's see. Oh, oh, here we go. Hey, Howie, Brian Bernard, Omaha Styley Podcast. I wanted to drop you a note here. I really love listening to your podcast. Uh, very inspirational. The last one at the hotel room. Just love listening to you. Pour your heart out, man. Have a great day. Have a great day on tour. Talk to you soon. See ya. That was nice. Thanks, Brian. Uh, everybody, go check out the the Omaha Styley podcast. If you're if you're a if you're a three eleven fan like myself, um, they they really get into it over there. They they talk about the music and and how it makes you feel and um, you know set lists and the shows and things. It's, it's really really three eleven fan centric. So um, if you're into that band at all, go go take a listen. Um, they're doing well over there. Okay. Uh, what else we have here? Okay. Hi, I'm Tanaika from Kingston, Jamaica and the Caribbean. 
Uh, my question to you is: When you first started to when you first started doing podcasts, were you, did you have an element of nervousness, and how did you overcome it? Wow, I thought I hit a nine hundred number there for a second. <laughs> uh, it's Anika. Uh, thank you so much for your question. Um, <clears throat> uh, I wasn't so much nervous about doing the podcast. I was, uh, I've been performing for years on stage. Um, I, I guess I was more, I guess I was a little anxious for sure. I was definitely like going back and forth in my head. Like I don't have anything cool to say. Nobody wants to hear me talk. Uh, my recorded voice sucks, you know, all the, all the things. Um, but then I got like super like pumped up thinking about it, you know, uh, just like the uh, the adrenaline sort of going started going, you know, like I was like, ah, man, this this is gonna be a lot of fun. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it. So that that was what I did. I just um, to over overcome any of those weird feelings. I just I just recorded myself uh, talking about you know advice to people that wanted to start a band, you know, things that I know, um, which is very important, by the way. If you're gonna do this, if you're gonna do a podcast or do a YouTube video or anything like that. You know, if you're going to write, you know, at maybe at medium.com or something like that, um, start a blog, whatever, uh, talk about the things that you know best. Um, because if not, if it's something that you're kind of, you know, I don't know, you don't you kind of in the dark about, you know, you, you don't really, you don't want to talk about that stuff. It's, it's gotta be, uh, authentic and, um, people will figure it out if not, you know? Um, so I've been doing this for a very long time and I've just learned a ton of stuff. And so I decided I would talk about it and it's just, it's easy, you know, aside from my, uh, us and ums and likes and things like that, uh, feels like I do pretty well with it. Um, but yeah, that's really how you do it. You just, you just record, I recorded myself and I put it out there and some people were into it and it made me happy that people liked it. So I did another one. And then I did another one and it just, just becomes a thing. You know, I'm very happy to, to that I started this thing um, a little over a year ago. So I hope that answer your, answers your question, Tanika. Thank you so much for the question. Okay, here's a, here's a, quest, here's a question from Chris. Let's see. Oh, I got two voicemails from Chris. <clears throat> Hello, Howie. This is uh, Chris. I'm in Salt Lake City. Uh, okay, I only got about one minute per voice message here as I found out trying to record the last one. So here goes. Love the podcast. Um, love this content you're putting out. Love your band. We really appreciate, as fans, the work you guys put in, the great records you consistently release, and then tour relentlessly and always make time for the fans at shows. Thank you guys for so much for that. Anyways, really loved hearing the track-by-track -track description of each song from Detonate. It's really great to hear the process of how a song gets put together from the ground up. We'd sure like to hear more of that stuff. Uh, maybe do another record, track-by-track, track, perhaps. That'd be rad. So I'll have questions on the, the next voice message. All right. First off, thanks, Chris. Appreciate the, uh, the voicemail. Um, yeah, man, the... Um, we try to like really uh, engage with our, our crowd, um, people that are listening to the band and supporting the band. It, um, you as a listener, you may not realize how much you're helping the artist. You know, you listen to our songs on Spotify or whatever, 
you know, like, like, like it's nothing. It's just a thing that you do. You like the songs you play, but what you're doing is you're, you're supporting the band by, by playing, by streaming these songs. Um, it, you know, the puts a little bit of money into the band's account and, um, we're able to, you know, live this life and we're able to do these things and keep making music. You know, if I, if I wasn't making money for playing music, I don't know that I'd be able to do it at all because I'd have to be working, you know, jobs all the time. I remember, uh, when I was working, um, I was waiting tables, but then I was also working at warehouses and stuff. Just, just trying to make money, you know, and, and, and I'm trying to do the, you know, I'm on the phone all day, you know, on the old MySpace app and stuff back in the day, um, trying to answer questions and talk, talk to fans and, and message with people and, and post updates and things like that. I'm getting in trouble at work because, you know, I'm on the phone, I'm not supposed to be working. And to think of, uh, still being there today, I, I don't, I just wouldn't be able to do it. It was, I mean, I certainly would try, you know, but I would not be able to give as much time and focus and effort um, as I do now uh, if I was still working on those old bullshit jobs. And uh, I appreciate all of you for um, for coming to the shows and buying t-shirts and, and CDs, vinyl, whatever, and streaming the music. And, um, you know, it, it just means a lot to us. And, uh, you know, you guys really help keep this thing going. So, you know, very, very cool. <laughs> uh, okay, Chris, what else we got here? So I have a couple of questions about the process you guys use to write songs. First off, do you guys write your specific parts for each song? Do Scott or Don or Nick write lyrics ever? And sometimes during the podcast, you'll talk about when you listen to your older music, it makes you cringe sometimes. Have you ever wanted to change a song from your past? Maybe rewrite some instruments or lyrics? And if so, why not do it? Is that like a musical no-no? Uh, and the song Riddled with Bullets, what are the lyrics during the scream section? I still can't pick those out. In the Bruno Mars cover, what voices or who voices the lyric? Oh my God, this is great. And the next question I have is about fan interaction. I know you talk about trying to give each fan at least some undivided attention. What are some annoying fan stories or fan faux pas that we should all try and avoid? That's all I got for today. Keep the podcast rolling. We love it. Sweet. Thanks, Chris. That was a uh, multi-question, multi-layered uh, question there. Uh, thanks so much. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's try to bang these out as we go. I had to write them down because, you know, I, I want to be able to address everything. Um, more track by track series. Yes, uh, I actually really really enjoyed doing the uh, the track by track for Detonate. Um, if you didn't check it out, it was back in the, oh, I, I want to say the 40s episodes, maybe. Um, but I went through each track uh, I had an episode dedicated to each song on the new album, Detonate, where I would talk about where the song came from, basically give the story of the song, where it came from, maybe like production notes, uh, random things like that. Um, and I was able to really dig in and explain what the songs are about. Um, it was really, it was really fun to do. And um, there, I even like had some aha moments as I was doing it Some in some of those episodes. Like I, I wasn't exactly sure 
um, hold on, my watch is freaking out here. Uh, um, <clears throat> I wasn't exactly sure. Uh, sometimes I write songs and I don't fully understand what I'm writing. It, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, like I'll have songs that we'll put out and then like years later, I'll be like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, is that, that's weird, right? It's weird for probably to hear that. Um, you would think that I would put something out and I would know, you know, I'd fully understand what, what I was putting out. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but, uh, so it was, it was interesting to, uh, to break those songs down and deconstruct and kind of see, you know, what they mean. I was, you know, talking about the lyrics and things like that. Um, so yeah, interesting. Go back and check those out. And I, I definitely want to do more. Um, I've talked about it before, like, um, maybe go back to some of the old albums and, and go through those one track at a time. So be on the lookout for that. Um, okay. Does everyone write their specific parts? Do the band guys ever write lyrics? Um, okay. Uh, so usually um, just because I'm always in my studio, I'm always working on stuff and um, I, I just tend to, I just write a lot of songs. I write, parts and I just make demos all the time. I mean, it's, it's what I do. Right. So, um, a lot of times I'll go in, we'll either go into the studio and I'll have, that's kind of how detonate went. Like most of the songs I had already written front to back here in my studio. And some of the songs like the guys hadn't even heard yet when we went to record them and we sort of fleshed it out as a band and I try, I think it's, I don't know if it's a, my, I don't know if it's, I don't know what you call it, OCD or whatever, but, um, I like to have, I don't like to leave anything to the imagination. If I can help it, I like to start a song and finish it and have basically like a finished version of a, of a song, uh, for the guys to listen to and learn. And then we make tweaks if necessary you know, the drum, the drum beat is not always going to be the same, you know, bass lines change, things like that. Um, because I do want the guys to put their stamp on it. And, uh, you know, sometimes a song is note for note, you know, every now and then that happens. But, um, a song like Riddle with Bullets, for example, uh, was I had, I had the, the verse and the chorus, uh, I was like, I just wanted like a ska, like a fast ska thing goes into like this punk rock, pop punk riff for the chorus. And then um, I was like, there's got to be, I feel like there needs to be some sort of a breakdown here. So we did this like post hardcore kind of thing. And I just kind of programmed it out. Um, and then I took it to the guys and they, they thought it was rad. But then we realized that 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 breakdown needed to go somewhere else before it returned to the last chorus. So we, um, we worked on it together. We just, we actually referenced a couple of songs. Uh, I think Nick pulled out, um, a couple of thrice, thrice songs. Um, and we listened to what they were doing. We we're like, he's, he's like, yeah, something like that. It's gotta be, you know, something like, like this. And then we ended up just making this, this thing, this addition to what I had already done. And then go back to the course, you know, so it's like, it is nice to, to get the input and work together with the band. But yeah, sometimes I, I'll just write a song front to back. Um, 
<clears throat> the guys never really write lyrics. There's been a couple times where I've had to rewrite entire songs, uh, the lyrics for entire songs, um, because the guys thought it was lame or cheesy or something like that. And uh, yeah, I get super pissed off. I, I hate that. But um, but you know, it's the they they turned out probably for the better. Um, the songs that the songs in question, I remember Ross Vader. Um, to me, that riff sounded like a uh, like a party. Like I I wanted to like describe like a party, right? And and the guys thought the things I was saying was were, were kind of cheesy and and I, I got it. When I went, at the end of the day, I was like, all right, yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying. Um, but I hate being told what to write. You know, it's like lyrics because I'm because I'm the one singing it, so I want to make sure that I can get behind it. Um, so that's a, it's a little weird for me when somebody pitches a lyric or whatever. Um, but we had flown out uh, Greg from Cashed Out, who's in, who's uh, <clears throat> me, him and I have been writing songs together for for years since the daydreams era. And um, so I'll bring him in if I need some assistance, you know, writing songs. Cause like, I didn't like once that the party idea was gone, I was like, I don't even know what the fuck this song's about. I've, I was like, you guys fucking write it. You know, I was, I was just, I was being a little baby about it. Um, <clears throat> but then Greg t- came in the next day and he had written this song about uh, like the, the environment and you know, how we need to take care of it. And uh big corporations, you know, destroying it, things like that. And um, I was like, yeah, cool. I, I can get behind that. You know, it's kind of a, kind of a hippie jam, you know? Um, I like the environment. I like trees. I like fresh air. So uh, that's how that turned out. And then I think uh, one of the other ones, oh, from, from girls as well. Um, uh, uh, Gone Girl, Gone Girl. Originally that song was about a split up between uh, two like parents that were married and they, they were breaking up and the, and the guy was the, the father was being um, like ripped apart by this divorce, um, you know, from, from the, the demands of the wife and things like that. And, you know, which is a, a story that, is kind of hits home for me because you know my parents divorced when I was a kid and and it was very hard we were in the middle and I know that my mom was like going at my dad for everything and then my dad was you know they were very childish about the whole thing looking back and so I wanted to write about that not not necessarily about my experience but just sort of write about a story because this happens all the time so I figured that's something that could really connect with you know certain people and and our our management was telling me they're like listen like that's it's cool it's a good song but like it's really dark and and i i got i got really bummed out about it like the, you know them telling me that i should write about something different and i i fucking hate that you know and so i ended up rewriting it entirely in the studio and made it about meeting a girl and her taking off and the guy feeling left alone and where'd you go? Uh, you know, and, uh, insecure. I, <laughs> I write a lot of songs like that, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, when people come through and they, they, I'm not big on people writing lyrics for me, but if I hear it and it sounds good to me and I feel like I can get behind it, then I'll do it, you know? Um, 
So that was a very long-winded answer to your question. And now back to the podcast. Uh, you want to know about cringy songs, songs that make us feel like, ugh. Yeah, I can't listen to a lot of our old stuff. Our first album in particular, uh, 365, like that is very um, one take, two takes, done, on to the next one kind of thing. Um, there wasn't a lot of time. It was ex really expensive back then to record. And uh, we did that record in two days. And I um, I listened to it. And I'm like, oh, why did I, why did I not fix that? you know, that melody or that, that, that flub there or whatever. And things like that. Like I hated the way that I, that I sang back then. I was still developing, you know, and I had a sore throat for a year and a half. Um, you know, so it was, there's definitely that, that old stuff. I, I like listening to, I like listening to her stuff. I'll be the first to say that shit. I really enjoy listening to her stuff. Um, I think mostly because I just love, that we did that and I feel like it sounds really good and I don't know I just I'm really proud of it you know um plus I like to go back and learn from things like if I'll, I'll listen to old stuff or even the new stuff and I think detonate is the most like closest to like a hundred percent uh like perfect as far as production and performances out of all the albums. Um, but I, I'll even hear some things now. I'm like, oh man, I should have like did this instead. That's always going to be a thing, I guess. But listening to the old stuff, I could definitely, I can hear it like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Or I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. Or man, I should, I should go back to that. That's really cool. Like there, there's definitely some things that, that are great about that old, those old recordings that um, I forgot, like little recording techniques or maybe cool little licks on the guitar or like, something I did with my voice. Um, so it's definitely good to go back and listen. And, you know, it's like when, uh, you know, when football players after the game's over, they go back and they watch the tape of what they fucked up on, you know, or what they did well. And they're like, okay, let's double down on that. That type of thing, you know, I think that's very important. Um, as far as remaking old songs, um, it's definitely not out of the question. We did that with everything, a song called Everything from Do It For The Money. We re-recorded it for Cheers. Um, and added like a part to it. And, and then we did, uh, took the song Beautiful Day and made it a little more uh, rockin' with John Feldman on a single release a couple years later. Actually, it was like a year later. Um, so, you know, it's definitely possible. Green Day did it with Welcome to Paradise from Kerplunk to Dookie. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that it's sort of like, because I've wondered that myself, like, when I listen to those old Green Day records, I, said, I would love to hear this whole record done now, like the way they were, would record now. But then there's something magical about those old recordings, you know, I don't necessarily feel that way about our old stuff. Um, but my favorite bands, maybe maybe you, you all think different, but um, there's something magical about those songs and the way they sound and if they were to re-record them it might it, it might not be as good it might take away from the i don't know charisma or whatever whatever you want to call it um so sometimes it you know it might be better just not to not to revisit and just leave the 
you know, kind of like when they reboot an old movie and you're like, oh, why'd you do that? Ah, Michael Bay, you know? Um, I saw, side note, I saw a thing on YouTube the other day where some guy, some artist, uh, rendered Ninja Turtles in the style of the 1990 movie, right? As like, that would be, as like a reboot. Like, this is the reboot. Dude, if they did that, that would be so dope. Like, it was all CGI, but it looked like the actual, because those are like costumes from that movie, right? But this guy did CGI versions of those costumes, and it looks so sick, dude. I, like, that would be something I would watch. I couldn't watch those, those two new Turtle movies. Oh, my God. I couldn't watch them. And I got used to the, what they looked like, but it was just the story, everything. Eh, There's a different shredder in the second movie. Like, what? Continuity, man. All right, I'm, I'm, I digress. We got to get back. We got to get back. Um, okay, uh, Riddle with Bullets, uh, Screaming Lyrics. Um, yeah, I'm pulling these up right now. I, I, let me, um, okay. So uh, this, these are the lyrics. We get this a lot, and I think these are on- online now as well, but um, we get this a lot. People want to know what uh, what dude is screaming in the Riddle with Bullets breakdown. And uh, so Steve Donovan, our old tour manager, um, I think we had mentioned or showed him the song in the demo format or something, and he was like, yo, you should let me scream on that, because we you know, we I knew we were going to have some screams. He used to be in a metal band back in the day. Um, so he wrote this little part, and it's... Uh, Okay, ready? Write this down. And I know that the great ones have all walked with these shadows. Uh, so I will stay the way, stay on top of my game so my dreams can be made. Dear my friends, we wage war. Against all odds, we will break these walls. Fist held high, stay the path. You saved my life, so I got your back. All right. I hope that helps. <laughs> uh, yeah, really cool lyrics, man. I really, really dig that part. And Nick does that live. He's a good screamer. Um, on to the next part of the question. Uh, the Bruno Mars song that we did. Uh, the Lazy Song. So we did this uh, Lazy Song. I, it was an attempt to uh, get on the um, uh, Punk Goes Pop record back in like 2011 or 2012 and they said no but i call it bullshit because that shit is dope that is like that's one of the best pop punk covers i think you know i'm fucking that's me pat my own back right now um anyway uh so the the little part oh, oh my god this is great that's me that's me doing that i just we pitched it up and made it sound silly um yeah so there's that but yeah, if you haven't checked it out, go listen to our, our Lazy Song cover by Bruno, Bruno Mars. We made a, a, a pop punk. I love Bruno Mars. Dude is talented as fuck. His songs are great. And I just thought it'd be cool to turn that into a pop punk song. And we did. Uh, lastly, from Chris from SLC, uh, Annoying Fan Stories. Um, you know, there's... Yeah, we've had definitely some weird moments with fans. Um, people at the merch table or people like sneaking into the green room or something like that. Um, so don't do that. That's what I can say. 
Don't sneak into the green room. Don't try to sneak in onto our little bus. Like stuff like that. Um, I think what, what, I don't know. People get confused. Like we, we, we love all of you. And this, I mean, imagine, you know, you're doing your thing and someone comes up in your bubble, in your personal space. And by personal space, I mean like your house, right? Say somebody walks into your house is like, hey, what's up guys? And like wants to sit on your couch and like open your whiskey that you haven't even cracked yet and like eat your food that the venue gave you, stuff like that. So like um, that kind of stuff happens every now and then. And, you know, we're pretty good about, you know, we're not assholes or anything like that. We're just not, we're not that type of people, but um, we'll respectfully ask you to leave. See, I think what people don't get is like, we go to the merch table because we want to meet you all, right? And we go on stage and we, we rock the shows. Um, but when we're back in the green room or we're on a little bus, like we, that's our, that's our space away from the madness and being on the road is really hard. And, um, you know, it's mentally, physically, everything It's exhausting. And the last thing we want to do is feel like we have to entertain, you know, those couple hours before the, before the show starts, because once the show starts, it's all over from there. You know, you go out, you do the show, then you go to merch and who knows how long all that lasts. Sometimes into the wee hours, you know, people are buying drinks and things like that. Um, So we try to be, we try to be as accessible as possible, but just respect the, the boundaries, like respect the the personal space and, you know, things like that. Um, And we have really great friends on the road that we'll hang out with. It doesn't matter, but I just mean like, if we don't know you, like, it's it makes it kind of awkward and weird, you know. We've had we've had people come in and like start drinking the 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 beer and the and the whiskey and stuff. Like, who the fuck are you? You know, stuff like that. Um, and then uh, super drunk guy that can barely stand that gets an inch in front of my face and spits all over me. Um, that sucks too. <laughs> That that's that's awful. Um, and stop saying no homo. Don't say no homo to me. That's fucking weird. That's so dumb. Can I get a picture? No homo. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, stop saying that. All right. So those are the those are the boogaboos right there. Um, Chris, thanks, man. That was a really uh, multi layered question. There. I hope I answered everything in the right way. Um, and lastly, uh, this is a question actually from Instagram. It's more of a general question because I get this a lot. Um, so I'm sorry to I like to the people that have asked this. I don't have your names, but um, I just figured I would talk about this real quick. Is is uh, how I make time for everything? I see it all the time. How do you do this? How are you? Like, where do you have? Where do you get the time to do this and the energy? Okay, I the the easiest question is the or sorry the easiest answer is. Um, if you, if you get a job doing what you love, you never have to work a day in your life. That's a saying. I don't know who said it, but I think it's great. I've created something from scratch that I love doing. It's a hobby, right? It's like the thing, it's the thing, it's the hobby, but it's my, it's, I can pay bills from it. I enjoy doing it. It's not work. I mean, yes. Do I get frustrated? 
sometimes it yes it feels like work i mean it, you're you're working hard you're focused on it you want it to be great so things get crazy sometimes and you get fed up and you want to quit right just like anything else but i'm doing what i love so when i i can take all day and i go into the night with this stuff like i i work i i have i have to do i have to stop and make the kids breakfast and lunch and dinner and get them to school and uh, take out the trash and put the dishes away and <clears throat> all that stuff. You know, I, I do all those things. Got to go to the grocery store. But I spend my entire day doing this stuff. So it's just, it. I don't know, I just make the time. There's there's nothing, there's never a question. I get backed up. I get. I have to look at my calendar, you know, my to-do list. And I'm, I kind of freak out inside sometimes, you know, there's a lot going on, especially like around a record release or a tour announcement or you know, stuff like that. Um, and then I've added in the podcast and then I make videos on YouTube. There's, there's a lot going on all the time, um, you know, recording, all that stuff. <clears throat> but I love it. So it doesn't, there's no, it doesn't ever feel like work. And um, I don't know, it's, that's really, that's where it comes from. That's, that's how the, the time is available just because this is what I do. You know, I, I don't have to go work at the warehouse job anymore or wait tables for 12 hours. You know, I make more money now than I ever did working at my server job, you know, and it took a long time to get here. It took years. It took decades. <laughs> I'm in, you know, I'm I'm in decade number three basically. This is we're like 24 years in now, <clears throat> so it's just I, I don't. It's it's not work. It it feels good. Everything I do, I love it all. Um, you know, you just got to make it happen. That's all it is. And I put a video out on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. Um, the uh, the local Aberdeen Middle School here. One of the teachers there. I I used to go there as a kid and. Um, a teacher reached out to me and, and asked me to uh, make a video for his students, basically saying all the things I'm saying right now um, to kind of get it into their heads that they don't have to settle for, for what the, the, what the world, the, the plans the world has made for them. Um, you can make your own plans. And that's what I did. And I'm much happier. I can hundred percent tell you that I'm way happier than now than I would be if, if I'd gone the other way you know, maybe gone to school for something that I didn't care about or just to make money. It, you can't make decisions based on money. And, and you might be thinking, well, fuck, I got to pay the bills. Absolutely. You got to pay the bills. You got to do what you got to do. I completely understand that. And I did that. I worked long hours. Like I said before earlier, I worked all day sometimes, or most of the time I'll say. Um, and I would still be on my phone you know, sending emails and making, you know, making time when I wasn't supposed to, you know, uh, because I cared. And then when I got home, I would work till the wee hours of the morning, um, doing all that stuff, you know, really getting on it. And it's, it, it was years of that and making no money doing that. Like I, I'd, I'd pay the bills with the warehouse job or the server job, but I, I wouldn't, I wasn't making any money off music back then. And it took, you know, uh, until 2013 when I quit my 
my job finally. I was like, I can't, came back from a tour with uh, Authority Zero. And I remember thinking like, I can't go back to this. I got to, there's something here. I've got to do this 110%. I got to be here for this all the time. And I had, uh, at the time I had a three-year-old son and like, that was scary because I didn't know, you know, it's a leap of faith, right? It's just, you just go and you make it happen. You just full force 200% into what you want to do. And there's no, like failure is not an option. It is not an option. You just, you have to win. And that's what I've been doing. I've been winning for a very long time now. And it's just been, uh, it's been incredible. And I want you all to feel that as well. So um, that is how I make time for everything. That's how I get everything done. And everything bleeds into the next day. I'm never finished. (laughs) Um, You just got to make shit happen. Hashtag make shit happen. Um, Yeah, I mean... Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Thanks for your questions. Uh, If you'd like to ask some questions, get that Anchor app, Anchor FM, and uh, send me a voicemail, and I'll try to address it on the show. Uh, Also, hit me up on the DM on Instagram at Howie Spangler. Follow the YouTube, Howie Spangler, as well. Lots going on. Uh, More shows to come, more music to come, more podcasts to come. Uh, Tell all your friends. Share the links. If you wouldn't mind, subscribe, rate, review. It helps keep it up in the charts there. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, go to uh, talesfromthegreenroom.com. Hit the support the podcast button. You can cancel anytime. Um, <clears throat> thank you to my supporters already. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a wonderful day. And uh, yeah, talk soon.